1: What is up everybody? Welcome back to the future cast. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back. I am Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at CarpentierNFL. And with me, as always, is my main man, Andy Milnick. You can find him on Twitter at FFDataKing. We did not have a show last week, but we're back this week. And if you haven't heard, now you heard. We're doing a Dynasty Superflex rookie mock draft here in about five, six minutes. But... We didn't have a show last week. Reason being, we've been grinding on this new draft guide. We've been grinding on the new rookie and player bios on playerprofiler.com. You can find those on the player pages. If you just go to the page and scroll down, every player page is going to have a caption, and a lot of that is thankful to Andy Milnick, typing in all those big bios, and then over the course of the next week, you're going to see an NFL rookie draft guide coming out with the top 80 players in fantasy and a top 300 in the NFL draft. We've been grinding over here, but we're back. Andy, we got five minutes before this draft kicks off. Any any particular things you took away from doing these bios? And any any, uh, any
0: deep stories on some players or anything? I one of the coolest guys I I looked into was a uh, Jelani Woods. So like he so he comes out, goes to Oklahoma State, right? But he was a quarterback in high school. Goes to Oklahoma State, plays wide receiver for three ish years. And doesn't really like do much, right? And then gets in, finds some success over at Virginia when he transfers as a senior and switches over to tight end. So, like, you're talking about a guy that has like insanely good athleticism, learning receiver on the fly, now learning tight end on the fly, only has one year of production, but just like the level of athleticism I couldn't possibly comprehend. It reminds me of like, uh, Who's the other tight end that we've seen so far in the league that, that played quarterback in college? What was his name? Dude plays for Washington. Oh, Logan Thomas? Yeah, yeah, like Logan Thomas. Yeah, we're like occasionally he throws a pass every now and then, and you're like, huh, it doesn't look like, you know, it's his first time holding a football. Like Johnny Woods, same type of guy. And he's also the guy that I remember you talking about. Didn't he kind of tower above everyone else at the senior bowl? He did. He was very interesting. So at the combine, we're sitting there, and we go
1: in – and uh, we're, we're interviewing players and stuff, and they have it sectioned off. so they have, like, the big three or four podiums. And then off to the side, they have, like, smaller podiums for guys that you haven't really talked about very much. You know, like the Zaquandre Whites, the Pierre Strongs, those guys are over there at tight end. It was Jelani, it was Chig Okonokwo, and, and guys like that. And so we're talking to, like, Trey McBride, and we turn, and there's this guy, and he's, like, I think he's like six seven, six eight, whatever he is. And he, you could tell he's like, dude, that guy looks like he should be playing basketball right now. He was pretty thin, but he was jacked, and he was like six seven, six eight. And I was like, I turned to Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch, and I go, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And then we realized it was Jelani Woods, and I was like, "All right, I got to take a little bit, a uh, little bit deeper look at this guy because just like an overpowering human, and it's just like uh, that works in the NFL sometimes. So very interesting one you you mentioned there
0: yeah no, he's he's legit. Uh, it'll be cool to see how he goes.
1: So we got this draft starting up. I'm gonna pop it up on the screen here. Hopefully some of the people drafting are in here and uh, hopefully they can they can keep going. We got a two minute clock this afternoon. It's going to be a Superflex Rookie Mock Draft. If you want to join these, we usually been doing slow drafts. Um, you can email me, Cody, at Roto Underworld if you want to join these. They're going off every Monday and Friday. They're slow drafts uh, where you get eight hours to pick max. Hopefully you don't time out and things like that. But um, we use these for ADP on the website. But tonight we're going to be doing a fast draft, two-minute clock uh, maximum. Hopefully people are drafting a little bit faster than that. I can already see there's a few um, – um, early picks plugged in here. So we got about two minutes. It looks like Tigers on the clock followed by Steven, Jason, Michael. A lot of these guys are, um, player profiler followers. We've got some of these guys from Twitter. Some of these guys from Patreon. Some of these guys come from our mock draft team of over 120 guys that I just send emails to every week. And I'm like, hey, are you interested this week? And they say, yep, I'm in. Or no, I'm not. And so shout out to all these guys in here. Dario's in here. Um, he is one of our analytics interns. Shout out. Um, just a bunch of good dudes in here so hopefully we can get a good draft and some good ADP coming in here. How do you feel about your uh, where are you at here? You're in the
0: are you in the 11th spot? I'm in the 11th spot, yeah. Yeah, I like I like being in the 11th spot. I feel like this year, especially in, around this time of year, everyone started to talk about you want to be later in some of these rookie mocks and earlier because there's a lot of value, you know, at least from what I'm hearing from folks, that in this later first round, early second round, and then, you know, later in these rounds, typically where you're going to find a lot more of the value than needing to start the run. At a, at a single position, so um, top heavy, of course, but you don't want to be caught and caught in the middle with any of these guys that aren't going to really do much in the NFL. I'd agree on that, and I, and I, I drafted one
1: of these on the over on the Fantasy Pros channel yesterday. I did the uh, dynasty, the Fantasy Pros Dynasty show with uh, Pat's, Pat Pat Fitzmaurice, um, and I had we, we, you know, it was three of us, and we went back to back to back picks, and that ended up, I think, at the one eleven. I think I took uh, Pickens. And then at the – I had 110, I took Pickens, and then 201, I took Desmond Ritter. So it's just kind of like a weird range where there's kind of a tier break there, and that's actually where, depending on your draft, a lot of the quarterbacks might be going. So we're about 20 seconds away um, from Tiger kicking us off. I don't know if he can just draft early. If he can draft early, Tiger, if you're listening, click the draft button and see who you pick. Um, I talked to him before this draft, and – he did not do what I think we think he's going to do at the 101. So I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of waiting. So we got 25 seconds till this draft kicks off. Go over to Underdog Fantasy today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD. Get yourself a deposit match up to $100. Get $10. Deposit 10 get 10 Deposit 100 get 100 It's March Madness season. Uh, NBA is going off. NHL, go in there. Get on Underdog today. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The draft has officially started, and at the 1-0-1, Tiger is on the clock. Is he going to go Brees Hall, or is he going to go
0: quarterback Malik Willis? What would you go right here, Andy? This is tough for me. I I think, hmm, without seeing his pro day, I'd have to probably go Brees Hall here. I, I Just too much value getting a, a stud running back that, like we talked about before, there's been kind of some folks trying to fade him out of being the 101 since we've been talking about him for years and years now that I think it just means it's, it's kind of silly to take anybody over him. What about you?
1: It's Breeze Hall for me. It's not even close. Um, we saw some of these comps come in and uh, they're going to be released over the next week um, after the, after our draft guide goes live and, Some of these comps with Brees Hall, man, uh, I think people are going to be surprised at what they see from a Brees Hall and a Kenneth Walker uh, when the comparables come out. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, So, I mean, I I don't think there's very much missing from Brees Hall's game. I guess some people could point to him not being as fluid as a runner as a Saquon or as fluid as a receiver as Saquon, so they kind of consider him. Matt Matt has talked about him being like a Saquon light, which I kind of like, but uh, I don't think he's on that level. I think I saw a little more, and I know this is kind of a – kind of a wordy thing but he looks more like Ladanian tomlinson than he does uh, a saquon barkley
0: yeah he his running style doesn't resemble at least from the film that i've seen on him the like hopping in the the patience that saquon barkley kind of has to give his line some time to set up blocks and the explosiveness through the gap I, I don't see that that portion of his game but to your point i think his, the ladenian tomlinson comp is it sounds about right. If I had to pick somebody that was a pro that did that, yeah, probably him.
1: Boom, there it is. It's showing. Brees Hall, 101, like we talked about. It's the obvious pick. Uh, shout out to Tiger for doing the right thing. He was talking about not doing it. He's like, I don't like Brees as much as everybody else does, so I'm not going to do it. And I said, Come on, man. You, you got to just, just pick Brees. He's a generational guy. I don't know. We just talked about him. We're on to number two. Steven is on the clock. I'm looking forward to see this one. I don't know because some people, you know, the other day when we did this mock, I think we went to pick four before Malik Willis came off the board. And in a super flex, generally, it's always you know the quarterbacks going first. Uh, but this class is
0: definitely not. Oh um, man, we just saw Malik and go off the board back to back. I haven't seen Traylon ever since the the combine. I have seen Traylon falling in a lot of these these rookie mocks, but to see him go with the one oh three I'm am I'm surprised there wasn't someone else that was going around that, that spot.
1: I am surprised Burks went there, and and I'm even like a little bit surprised Willis went there because like I said the other the other draft I was doing yesterday uh, over at Fantasy Pros Willis didn't go till pick four. Um, it was like Hall. Actually, no, I think it was pick five where Willis went because I took Walker at pick four. Um, I think it was Hall, Wilson, Burks. Walker and then Malik Willis went off the board, so it varies. It varies in some of these drafts. And I think it's going to continue to vary, um, especially with people who are truth-reading on Burks and and not willing to 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 get off of that train. Um, some people that are all in on Walker. And there we go. We see. So we got Willis at two. Ma- I'm going to to, to say all these picks over so that the podcast version can hear all these. So, Brees Hall goes off the board at 101 to Tiger. Malik Willis, like we said, at the 102 to Steven. And then Traylon Burks at the 103, the first wide receiver off the board. And then Kenneth Walker goes off at the 104. And Garrett Wilson at the 105. Now puts me in the predicament. Do I want to go quarterback? Do I want to go running back? If I didn't get those two top guys, I think I'm going to end up going receiver in this situation. And when I go receiver,
0: you can go receiver here. Okay.
1: Yeah, because I I I don't want to take Isaiah. I'm not I'm not on an Isaiah, and I, I don't really want to take a quarterback in this situation. Can't take tight end. Um, I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna reach on Rashad here. I think I'm gonna go receiver, and I think with receiver, I mean I'm I'm, I'm between Olave and Drake London, and I'm gonna actually take Chris Olave. Uh, when the grades come out on Player Profiler in the NFL Draft Guide, you'll see the top-rated receiver for me is actually Chris Olave. I think he's the most pro-ready wide receiver in this draft class. I don't think he has the highest ceiling like a Burks does, um, but I think he is the most pro-ready. He's a route-running savant, the smoothest receiver in this class overall for me. Um, and I have him as the top-rated NFL receiver, and I'm going to take him at the one zero six.
0: Now, talk me through the other receivers that you were considering around that spot. So you had Chris Olave in the board. Who else? Who else was catching your eye at that time? London. London was the uh, was the other one I was considering.
1: right there. I don't think you can take Pickens quite yet. Uh, obviously, I think you know I love Pickens more than I love London, um, but I think London is the only one you can have a conversation with at that point um, from a value standpoint. Um, it wouldn't make sense for me to reach on a guy like Pickens. If I'm in a real draft from the 106... And I don't want Olave, for example. Like, I do want Olave, but if I don't want him and I want to drop back to maybe say, maybe I want to trade back with you at the 111 and I think Pickens is going to fall to me, or I want Rashad White or something like that, I might try to trade back from the 106 to the 111 and maybe add in, maybe add your, your, you know, maybe get your first and your third or first and second, something like that, just to recoup a little bit of value and then still get a receiver that I really like in George Pickens. It looks like at the 107 right after Olave Smith goes Desmond Ritter. That's our second quarterback off the board. A Little bit of a shocker there, but if you listen to the podfather would not be because he's been pushing for this to happen uh, over the last couple weeks. Desmond Ritter 107 QB2.
0: Now we have our analytics intern Dario on the board. We're going to judge him pretty harshly based on this pick if it's not analytics based. Very you much hear that, so. Dario. Can't can't draft from the heart, dude. You got to draft with the numbers. What is the
1: pick? What do you think he's going to do? I bet you he's going to go receiver. I think the analytics would tell him to go receiver, and I bet you I, I bet you he's going receiver.
0: Whoa, he did go receiver. Nice. Drake London off the board at the 108. Yeah, there it is.
1: Drake London off the board at the 108. That's the guy I was thinking about taking over Olave. I think it's the only other receiver that makes sense in that upper echelon of your top four. Uh, obviously, I think Jameson is in there as well. That's pick number eight. Pick seven was Desmond Ritter. Pick eight, Drake London. Now pick nine is Andrew on the clock, then Thomas, followed by our man Andy. Andy, you're two picks, three picks away. What is your thought process here? Would you be trading out? Has anybody fallen to you that you're waiting on you think is going to keep falling? Um, are, you, are you going to keep your mouth shut so people in the chat don't make a pick over you? What's, what's kind of your process thinking right now?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about anybody picking this guy over me. I got someone... I got someone lined up that I don't think is going to get picked in the next two picks. It's going to be, I've, I've fallen in love with this guy the more and more as, as the season's kind of gone on. Um, just from a running back perspective, as you're kind of diving into some of his numbers and stuff like that, he, I'm, I'm going to be really excited to take who won't want here. I'm hoping that it, uh, it happens. Andrew, Andrew J. Yeah. This, this site is a little confusing. Um, Sometimes it helps if you go to the four owners part of the the top of the tab and you click uh, live draft room underneath that drop down. Um, that's what I have up on my screen right now to be able to pick folks on the left hand side and draft folks. So it looked like he was just about to make his pick. So
1: oh, there it is. Oh wow, Rashad White. Shout out to Andrew in the chat. Taking Rashad White at the 109. That is what I call conviction right there. I think that's a great spot for him to go. We have him ranked eighth overall in our uh, 1QB rankings and 12th overall in our uh, Superflex rookie rankings. I think we love Rashad White. I love him. I know I do. I have him as RB3 ahead of Isaiah Spiller. 81st percentile 40, 87th percentile burst, 43 receptions his last year at Arizona State. Six foot two hundred and fourteen pounds with just a little sprinkle. Of some Le'Veon Bell, Arian Foster play style. I love that pick. And then all oh, right at the right the next pick is Isaiah Spiller at pick number ten. We get that RB four off the board goes to Thomas Isaiah Spiller. Andy, I'm gonna let you make your pick, and then I'm gonna let you think about your process and what kind of went through your brain over there over the last two picks that just went through.
0: Mhm. So you're seeing a run here on uh, a little run here on some of these running backs that we you know, have some red flags. I'm gonna take a guy that I feel like has little to no red flags and, and diving deep into his biograph his bio track star in high school, wins a couple of track meets, uh, you know, as a junior and a senior, plays at one of the most prolific programs and was a national champion this year. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take the guy, Zamir White, in his past, one of the things that I found out that he did in high school is he was fantastic at catching the football. Wasn't utilized that way when you have someone who specializes in that specific task on George's offense. But coming into the combine, like I, I, I remember changing his bio and being like, this dude's going to end up being slow, he's a tank, he's just big, and, and you know, whatever. And then he showed up at the combine and absolutely blazed at his size. Right, talking about a 95th percentile size-adjusted speed score for the guy, uh, and 64th percentile burst score. So he's explosive. He has straight-line speed. I, I've I've grown to love Zemir White the process.
1: I love everything you just said, and what you just mentioned with the receiving is like people are going to be like, we can't catch, blah 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 blah. But I've said it many times. We've talked about it many times. It's kind of hard to get receptions when you have George Pickens on one side, Brock Bowers, your quarterback is Stetson Bennett, who we talked about many times, and the best receiving back in football and in this draft, James Cook, is in your backfield. So he did what he was supposed to do, be the thunder to the running backfield, and it's, I mean, he... All the talk about the combine and seeing him be healthy was that this is the healthiest he's been since he got to Georgia out of high school after those ACL tears. So, I mean, if he is that, I mentioned it yesterday on that show, Zamir White and George Pickens are the most talented players at their positions. And it would not surprise anybody if they ended up being the top guys at their positions either. Looks like the next pick goes off the board. So we so went Rashad White at pick 9, Isaiah Spiller at 10, and then Andy took Zamir White at number 11. Quincy had the turn pick. Quincy goes Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama, at pick number 12. And then at the turn, at the 2 one we get our third quarterback off the board. This is not a normal thing in Superflex. Your third quarterback goes off the board at 2-0-1, and it is Matt Corral. So Quincy gets the Jamison Williams, Matt Corral turn pick, and it's back to Andy at the 2-0-2. What's the move, Andy?
0: Yeah, so at this point right now I'm looking at the different quarterbacks that are on the board here, right, because I'm thinking Superflex. i got to go with a guy that, uh, to me, put the team on his back. His last year uh, played, uh, you know, played as well as he could the year before with two NFL-style running backs in the team and was, relied on his arm the entire year. And then when they left the NFL, he basically became the lead rusher for their team. I'm going to take the guy that everyone's going to shit on. Everyone's going to think this guy is not going to be very good. But something about him is just a gamer. The guy's just a dog. So I'm going to take Sam Howell out of North Carolina. My guy, my guy. I appreciate that. I
1: love that. You know I'm a big fan of Sam Howell. We've talked about Sam Howell many a times, and I think he is getting uh, unfair shake. He, his mock drafts ADP in the NFL has dropped into the second round just barely, um, and I disagree with that wholeheartedly. There was conversations over the last few months about him going number six overall to the Panthers. Those have since dusted off. In my next mock, Mock 5.0, coming out uh, probably this weekend slash Monday, you will see Sam Howell will fall, but that is not because I think so. That's because the NFL has bumped him down a little bit, which I I, I do not dis- I do not agree with. I think he's a better version of a Baker Mayfield. He's got a better deep arm, and I think he's got a better running skills. I think he's just gonna be a dude. And what you just said, he's got that dog. He he just didn't do anything wrong. At the senior bowl, he didn't give off bad energy. It's the same thing. Malik had good energy, but Sam did not have bad energy. He loved the pick at two zero two by Andy QB four off the board at the two zero two back to back quarterbacks,
0: two zero one Matt Corral two zero two Sam Howell. I like it. Followed by the two zero three, we have Thomas taking Brian Robinson out of Alabama. Let me ask you this: What's What's your biggest concern with Brian Robinson? Why why would you wait to take him this I guess this late? Like why would you take him above Isaiah Spiller, Cody?
1: I think where he's going is fine. Um, the, the thing is 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 Isaiah Spiller does have two and a half years on him, and that's the only argument people have on Rashad White and Brian Robinson and even Zamir is the straight-up age factor. Um, I think from an athleticism standpoint, I think Brian and Isaiah are going to be similar. Uh, Spiller has his, his pro day, I believe, next week. So I'm looking forward to see what happens there. But, um, I mean, if, if I told you you're going to have a guy that's going to come in year one and year two and he's going to be able to have 250-plus carries on the ground, you're going to take him in fantasy over a guy like Isaiah Spiller maybe that runs a 4.65 and profiles a lot closer to a Singletary slash Devin Montgomery, I think you'd rather have a Robinson, if I'm being straight up honest with you, because he's going to get that goal line work. He's going to get those opportunities, and he can catch the ball. So um, I think it's a value where he's at, and like we do in Dynasty every year, you want these running backs. So if he's going to be a value in round two, I'm going to take him. I'm not going to force him into round one, but... uh yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we fall, though. We're we're a little uh, uh, behind consensus on Spiller and ahead of consensus on Robinson. I think that's a good spot to be in.
0: I'm with you there, man. That, I mean, like you said, a couple of years on, on him from those two guys. Holy smokes, we have Christian Watson going off of 206. Unreal. Let's recap these last few picks. So, as you said, after
1: Andy went Sam Howell at 202, Brian Robinson goes 203 to Tom. Uh, and then we got George Pickens at the 2-0-4 to Andrew. Kenny Pickett goes to Dario, so Dario hits London and then Pickett in round two. And then Smith, who hit Ritter in round one, goes Christian Watson, the super freak. Yes, I did say super freak. Uh, I know that's Randy Moss's nickname. Christian Watson at the 2 6 Unreal. That's actually kind of an kind of early pick for him, but I actually really like it.
0: Yeah, especially in this format, you got to pick your guys when you like them. Uh, I, going back to George Pickens here for a second, the comp to AJ Green. Ever since someone dropped that, I remember where I heard that or where I saw that at. Uh, watching his game film now, I I can't not see AJ Green playing wide receiver at, at, in a Georgia uniform. I just I literally see AJ Green every time I think of George Pickens now.
1: Yes, I am. Um, I'm, I'm p- making a pick here, but I'm deciding. There's my pick. All right, I put it in. So Whoa. you said AJ, you said AJ Green, and AJ Green actually, I will break this on live air, is inside of Christian Watson's best five comparables.
0: You okay? So before, okay, let me get back to that. In Did I do here. the damn thing that pissed you off? Two no, two o six. Christian Watson goes off the board with two two zero seven to Cody, picked in Kevin Harris. 208, Derek selecting John Dotson. And two zero nine, Michael S. taking Sky Moore. Cody, why why do you love grinder backs that have back problems? Is that like your thing? Why do
1: I love grinder backs that have back problems? Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it that way. I'd put it this way. This guy's got a 72nd percentile college dominator. He's just turned 21. He's 21.3. He'll be 21 and a half by the season starts. 89th percentile burst score. Why? 38 inch vertical. You don't just jump 38 inch vertical uh, when you have a bad back. So obviously he's a little bit healthy. He'll be running this week at the South Carolina Pro Day. 5'10", 220 pounds, 1100 yards as a sophomore with 20 21 receptions at South Carolina. I think Kevin Harris is going to be a big riser, and if this man runs. When you compare verticals and broad jumps to running, those things best correlate. So if he's jump at 38 inches and 10 feet in the broad, he's going to be running under a 4.50 at that pro day. And I'm telling you what, his comps are going to be nasty, nasty. And I love what I saw from Kevin Harris coming in. When I'm talking last spring. You can go look on the, on the timeline. I liked Kevin Harris in that top three role, top three RB in this class, uh, entering the season. And obviously, it's kind of kind of kicked back from there. But um, like Andrew John says, if Kevin Harris runs sub four five, he's going to be RB four for me exactly. He's got the age on Rashad White. Listen, I love Rashad White, but from a true like from a guy that can actually place himself with Brees, Kenneth Walker, and he can put himself in that conversation where Spiller and Rashad White really can't put themselves in that tier. This is a guy that actually can. I'm not saying he will can. So uh, that's my defendant on uh, Kevin Harris because this is a guy that I've, I've been a fan of for a while. Is it a reach? I think some people think it is, but I mean, there's a couple other picks in here that I think have been reaches so far. After me, like you said, Jahan Dotson at the 208, Skymore 209, and then picks just went off the board is 210, John Mechie 211, the David Bell pick. David Bell obviously did not have the greatest pro day, but David Bell, 211 becoming a value in these drafts. His comps are not that bad. He's not dead yet, people. Um, I, I think I think you're going to be very happy with what David Bell uh, brings out. Uh, there's there's some quiet comps that he has in his list. Zach Pascal, Pharaoh Cooper. There's some deep guys in there that are very interesting for his size, speed. Anybody remember Anquan Bolden? I don't think he has the dog mentality of Anquan Bolden, but he profiles just like him.
0: Yeah. David Bell, again, interesting guy. I know there are some people that are higher on him than others. And, again, the testing wasn't exactly what you wanted to see out of him, but his on-the-field play is kind of undeniable. You know, just dominating the Purdue offense. Such a great player from the slot. I think if that's where he's better suited at, then he's probably going to – exceed expectations i would say we got to pick
1: in at 212 and it is jerome ford at the 212 to the closeout round two what do you think about jerome Ford? He ran that 446 86 percentile 40 83rd percentile speed score coming in people were talking 439 he runs 446 now he's not getting talked about as much what's the
0: deal here i i just think the trendy thing now is to not talk about Jerome Ford. I feel like he just kind of he's kind of dropped out of these circles and stuff because everyone's talking about Rashad White now. And then next week we'll all be talking about Isaiah Spiller again after he runs a slow, you know, forty, and he's terrible at his pro day. We'll be talking about that then as well. But Jerome Ford this late in the second round, I think is a great value. Depending on you want to obviously see him go to a great, a good team with no competition like all running backs, but For him specifically, I think the production he had during his final year at Cincinnati is just indicative of how fast and how strong he can be. I'd agree on that.
1: I really like the selection here for Jerome Ford going off the board at 212. I'm interested to see what Tiger does. Does he go back running back again at the 301? He starts out with Brees Hall. Let's do a quick run through here. Tiger has Brees Hall and Jerome Ford. He goes running back, running back. Steven goes quarterback, receiver, Malik Willis at the 102, David Bell. Jason at the 103 goes Traylon Burks. And then in the uh, pick number 10 in round two, he goes John Mechie, Michael, Kenneth Walker, Sky Moore, Eric, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson. I picked Chris Olave, Kevin Harris, Smith, Desmond Ritter, Christian Watson, Dario, London, and Pickett, Andrew, Rashad White, George Pickens, Thomas Spiller, Robinson, Andy Zamir, White, Sam Howell, and at the turn, Jamison Williams, Matt Corral go to Quincy.
0: The pick is in at three zero one. Who is it, Andy? Calvin Austin, the Blazer. Ooh baby, ooh baby. This
1: Absolutely is going to be a contested fire. one. A highly contested one, I think, in fantasy circles.
0: Um, do you think? Do you think this is a reach? Uh, at that at that spot, I mean, maybe a little bit. But when you're playing with folks that are going to be drafted really sharp right now, you got to take your guys when you can. It, to me, I think he he profiles as a guy who's going to burn some folks down the line. Wow, picks are flying in like crazy. Sorry, I'll stop talking right now. Go ahead. Where are the next few picks, Cody? No, that's
1: awesome. I think I think Kelvin Austin is gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be talked about a lot because he's got great separation. Obviously, we've talked about it before, um, but it's gonna be a very interesting one to see where he goes. I think this is the range where it opens up. Is he gonna go uh, ahead of a Bell Mechie, or is he gonna fall all the way through round three? But at the three zero two, we got Trey McBride. The first tight end goes off the board. Three zero three, Jason takes Pierre Strong from South Dakota State. This year's James Robinson slash Elijah Mitchell. And then Michael takes at pick four in round three, the best receiving back in this class, James Cook, followed by Eric at the three zero five with Justin Ross. And I am quickly on the board and running out of time, so I'm going to kick it to Andy. Give me a recap what you think of these last five picks while I look.
0: Sure. So I think if you're looking at Pierre Strong, or let's start with Trey McBride. Trey McBride, the one knock on him is that he didn't run the combine. I think if you know you're the best, you feel like you're the best, then you show up and you show out. Um, if we hold, we're gonna hold it against Isaiah Spiller. Then we gotta hold it consistently against all the folks that didn't want to run at the combine. Pierre Strong um, just finished writing his rookie bio, I think yesterday, two days ago. And outstanding production, small school. I think those are probably the two things that stick out to people when they think of James Robinson coming from uh, Illinois State. You know, another FCS program. Looked really good on the field. Pretty bursty. Extremely fast. Um, the problem is, you know, or is he gonna hold up to the competition of the NFL level? I think he probably will. He blazed that combine. James Cook, you kind of know his production, pass catching specialist, smaller than Dalvin, could be a workhorse potentially, but maybe a little more fragile. And Justin Ross, I think, is a, a big sleeper this year, considering with only one year of uh, one major year of production after getting hurt. I mean, the dude had like a spinal injury, you know what I mean? Like, just absolutely brutal um and so having to step away from football for a little bit to come back just i understand why you're hesitant on him but man what a value there great pick at the 305 you like that one i love justin
1: ross eric goes wilson Dotson ross he's going full wide receiver and i picked it up right after that i gotta grab my tight end it's four rounds i got one guy at every position now olave kevin harris and now I grabbed our guy, because I know we both like him, Greg Dulcich. He had his pro day today, and he looked fantastic. Again, I'm just excited about this guy. I don't, I, don't, I don't got a lot to say about Dulcich other than what we've already said before. 83rd percentile college dominator, 63rd percentile speed score, just an all-around great dude talking to him at the Combine. He was all... All business. And he could just when you talk to people you're just like, dude, that guy's smart. He's just that guy. He's smart. And he's the most dynamic receiver in this class. I think top to bottom. 98th percentile. 18.6 college yards per reception. Next, Jalen Tober goes off the board at three zero seven to Smith. What do you think about those last two picks, Andy?
0: Yeah, the the chats kind of I think the chat's roasting on on either the Calvinosts. Joe Herbert is Roasting on either the Greg Dulcich pick or Justin Ross, I'm not really sure which one. But talking about Greg Dulcich, I mean, if if this was tight end premium, I'd say okay, maybe he should go a little bit earlier than that. But you're talking about a, a tight end that's primarily going to be used like out wide, right? Like in the slot. Like he's going to be a move tight end that has just speed to excel to the next level faster than some of the the slot guys that are in the league right now. He just he moves so dynamically. So I don't think it's that big of a reach. You talk about just a bigger a bigger wide receiver that's going to be playing out of the slot and off the line. And, and Jalen Torbear after that, I like the pick. He's kind of been following recently, I feel like. What do you think? For what
1: reason? That's my question. Is We have him at wide receiver 12. I think there's a reason to bump him up a little bit. I'm going to tell you what, when you look at the um, – NFL Draft Guide, when it comes out this next week, next weekend week, I think you're going to be a lot of surprised with uh, Tolbert's comps and and where we have Tolbert is playing style. I think he's some mixture of like a Jeremy Macklin and a Sidney Rice, and I freaking love that for a guy like Jalen Tolbert coming from a small school. Um, so I, I'm excited about this pick. And then we have two quick ones coming right in. Another athletic receiver from the Senior Bowl, Alec Pierce goes to Dario at the three zero eight. And then we have a running back, which we haven't had in a couple picks. RB eleven, Keontae Ingram goes off the board at three zero nine to Andrew. Is that a reach on Keontae? I know that is a big Devi guy, and a lot of people are talking about him still being up in that upper echelon. This is kind of a, I guess you could say, a discount uh, version of Kevin Harris. Like you're saying, like I'm, t- I'm talking from like a Devi standpoint, like a Devi guy that was once great and now still considered. Good and trying to rise up is Keontae Ingram. What are your thoughts on Keontae? And then off the board next, I'm gonna let you talk about this guy, Fuck. Bo Melton at the 310. That's our guy. Fuck. God he sniped it, you, didn't he? God damn I'll, it. Actually, this. I'll talk. I'll let you pick. I'll let you pick quick, and then I'll and then I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you jump into these guys. So. On to Anger, Mike, I just said, talks a little bit. Bo Melton, I think. Uh, we're going to be well ahead of consensus on Bo Melton. I think this guy's going to comp to a lot of people that are great gadget guys. Um, his list is pretty fantastic to look at as well. and I think he's going to be a guy that could sneak into, if not higher, round three of the NFL draft, potentially the late of round two, which sounds really, really weird. But, again, him and Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers played great when they got the opportunity, but Rutgers absolutely sucked. And Bo Melton and Isaiah Pacheco were two guys that kind of were, were beaming lights uh, from this university. So we're sitting at pick 11 in round three. Your guy, Bo Melton, goes off the board. I took Dulcich a couple of
0: picks ago. Where's your head at right now, Andy? Oh, man. My, I, I, I don't, I'm not tilting yet. I'm not tilting yet. I was going to go Bo Melton. I'm a little annoyed that I didn't get a chance to get him. But I'm going to take who I feel is the Elijah Mitchell this draft. And This is surprising, folks. But here we go. I post this on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me at FFDataKing. You'll see kind of the comps that I made and some of the argument that I made for this guy. I think he might be this usual Elijah Mitchell. Played in college. Terrible offense that does not specialize any sort of offensive power whatsoever. Dogshit quarterback. Awful at, at, at running the ball or awful at passing the ball. Awful at passing the ball to their running backs. Just, I think he just was underutilized at the college level. Similarly to the pick that followed me, right, At three twelve. Quincy takes Damian Pierce. I, I'm talking about Tyler Goodson for me at the at three eleven. I just think he's dynamic. I think he's great in the in open space. He's got that burst. He's got that quick line speed that we're looking for from a guy. Uh, similar to Elijah Mitchell, man. I, I just don't see. I, I don't see why more people aren't. Aren't attention to this guy. I don't see a problem with him when I when I tell you
1: his comp is something that rhymes with TJ Tiller. Um, I think you might know who I'm talking about, and I think that might excite you a little bit. And it excited me because I did not see it coming. Uh, but his list of guys is freaky athletes. And last year, when I talked about Elijah Mitchell in March and January about being that guy. It's because he had these other guys on his list, Reggie Bush, Darrington Evans. Those are guys that were in that same comp list with Elijah Mitchell. So that's a good pull from you on Tyler Goodson at the 311. Followed by you is Damian Pierce at the 312 to Quincy. And then Quincy's on the clock again. I like the value of Damian Pierce at 312. I think that's a great spot for him to go off the board, RB13, because I think he's a great dart to throw. Um, I don't think he belongs in that Ford-Harris-Robinson area, um, but I do think he belongs down here in this uh, Ingram area. So I like that pick by Quincy at 312. And we'll see if he comes back with another running back or if he goes receiver at the 401. I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah, and... Let me tell you where where my heads at right now. So, you know, you pick up you pick up uh, running back in the first round. I got Zemir White. Then I go uh, Sam Hall, and you know now I got Tyler Goodson. So now I'm starting to take a look at okay, who else on the board that hasn't been picked? Yet that that up oh, Quincy Quincy expired without a pick. Would you go back and have him pick one again? Yeah, undidated okay. right now. So Quincy, if you're listening, jump back in there. Uh looks like he missed his pick. Okay. But let's go back here for a second. There's a guy that's still on the board that I feel like is being overlooked. Um now there's a reason why, and, and I I get it. Um but was probably the better better player between the two that are both being selected from his team. Let's just say that. I'll kind of talk about why
1: pick comes in he goes running back again four zero one Tyler algier a guy we talked about a lot before the combine and he kind of laid an egg four zero one Quincy takes Tyler algier three twelve Damian Pierce 401 Tyler algier that's three straight running backs four of the last five picks at the end of round three and into round four Andy is on the clock does Andy have a pick is Andy's pick in
0: we do have a pick we have another pick I think again the guy that I wanted actually ended up being gone so fuck so uh here we go (laughs) um not tilting here but again I think a guy held back by the overall uh overall team around him I think he's one of my favorite guys I'm not gonna leave rookie drafts without him similar to Bo Melton I, I just can't stay away from this guy um Electric, dynamic, played quarterback in high school and running back, uh, was phenomenal and stayed close to home supporting the family after some family trouble. I'm gonna go ahead and take a guy in Isaiah Pacheco out of Ooh, Rutgers. baby, I love the comps for him. I love that he blazed the combine. I absolutely love everything about this kid. Four
1: straight running backs, Tyler Goodson, Damian Pierce, Tyler Elgier, Isaiah Pacheco. Like we just said, Bull Melton goes to the board at 310. And Pacheco and Melton were two of the studs at Rutgers. That should they have been there? No, but they did. They went and did the damn thing. Now they're still getting drafted round three, round four of rookie drafts. I think they're set up pretty well. They both tested phenomenally at the NFL Combine. We currently have Pacheco RB16 right behind who? Goodson, Algier, Pacheco in freaking order. Great selections by Andy doing the thing the correct way. I love it. Now on the board next at the 303, we are waiting for Thomas. Thomas's first couple picks, Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson. Then he goes receiver with Bo Melton to snipe Andy. And he comes back in round four with the speed demon, the 24 and a half year old Valus Jones. I love Valis Jones for the NFL, and I think round four is a fine dart to throw. It's a guy that he has the athleticism to be a guy uh, at the next level. just depends what the system is and where he lands. But, again, we're in round four. We're throwing darts, and I'm throwing darts on a guy that runs a 4-3-1. Great pick, Thomas.
0: The, the, the weird part about Velus Jones is that you can look at him as being a guy that's going to get close to the field for getting on special teams, right? Everywhere he goes, he's a special teams player more than he is a receiver. I, I just wonder if that's what holds him back in the NFL, too, is that they see him as being so good at being special teams, but he's not really good at being a wide receiver. Um, you know, runs away from the talent over at USC to play at Tennessee for a little bit, and I mean, the dude's going to be like 25 by the time we see him play and take his first NFL snap, so I know age is not factor a lot into wide receivers, you know, in Dynasty, but still it's something that's in the back of my mind. So the next pick off the board goes Jalen
1: Naylor. I know you're a big fan of Jalen Naylor. What are your thoughts on Jalen? Fast, elusive,
0: um, super, super good with, uh, like making folks miss first, first tacklers miss. So catching the ball, first tackler miss, getting a few extra yards, uh, kind of like what Andrew, Andrew J says, and Andrew Johnson's in the chat, uh, Deepest wide receiver, yeah. Only deep targets yeah, in Yak. Uh, that's Jalen Nealer. I'm, I'm with you there, he, exactly. He's he's a guy that makes the first dude miss, takes off, he usually gets caught because he's not super fast in straight line speed. But um, shoot, I'll take guy that turns four yards into six yards or twelve yards into sixteen yards every single time. Something that get me you get three or four extra yards every play. Shout out to
1: Dario. He goes Devonta Price. He goes away from receiver. He takes Devonta Price, the speedster, out of FIU. I don't hate this pick. Got to go running back late here. He goes Drake London, round one. Kenny Pickett, round two. Alec Pierce, round three. And at the four zero five, he takes Devonta Price. Smith is now on the clock, and then me. I think I have my pick locked in. I hope I do not get sniped. Otherwise, I might have to go tight end again. Um, let's see what let let let's see what Smith does. We're gonna have some breaking news after the show ends. As soon as Tiger makes that pick, uh, we got some, some pretty spicy news to share and talk about. Uh, please do not look at your phone, Andy, because I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this one out to you and I want you to guess what happened. So we're look oh he did it! I literally had my button on Kyron Williams, and I was like, ooh, he fell. He fell to four oh seven. I don't love Kyron, but I take him at four oh seven, and Smith does it. Great pick. I literally had my mouse on him. Oh, damn. Now, do I have to go
0: tight end? Is the question. Yeah, you. I you know, mean, well, here's I'm gonna, I'm- here's the hard part, right, with Kyron, as you as you kind of making your pick here. Uh, the hard part with him is that, again, slow, not very good at catching passes, small, but you can't deny that he had good production at a, to- at a at a top program. So maybe he just didn't prepare very well. Kind of fault him for that. I hope I bought you enough time, Cody. This is the pick in.
1: You bought me enough time. I'm about to click the button, and I'm gonna preface this with we love one guy. His name is Sky Moore from Western Michigan. And if we like Sky Moore from Western Michigan at five foot ten, 195 pounds, and 21 and a half years old, running a four-four-one. Why do we not love this guy? Six foot one ninety-six, twenty-two point one, running a four-four-three. They are mere images of each other, and this guy had eleven hundred yards this season. 872 as a sophomore, 95th percentile college, break, college target share. I'm talking about Khalil Shakir uh, from Boise State. When I saw the comps coming from this guy, I was like, wait, "Wait, wait, that looks like somebody else." And it was Sky Moore. He literally has like almost mirror image comparables um, to Sky Moore. So I'm gonna take Khalil. Shakir here at the 307, and then bang, 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 three more picks come in. Ty Chandler at the 308 from North Carolina goes to Eric. Isaiah likely tied in three, goes at the board at 409, and then your guy Bailey Zappi goes off the board at 410 to Jason. QB6 off the board. He goes ahead of Carson
0: Strong. What are your thoughts on that? I, I like the bold pick there. If you're going to make a stance, you got to make one big. I, it just... His combine deflated my interest in him. Although, although I think he's going to be a guy. I don't know. Something screams like Case Keenum plus with him, right? Or like Kyle Allen, but like better. Like a backup quarterback that will win games out of nowhere, but he'll also go- he'll also fuck around and like goof up a game against like you know. Someone who's terrible out of nowhere, too. Like, he'll go ahead and lose a game against the Jags, but then he'll turn around and win against, like, the Patriots the next week or whatever, right, on, like, a last-second march down the field. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with, with Bailey Zappi. I used to be higher on him, but sadly, confidence is waiting. I'll tell you something funny about this QB class.
1: Uh, the comps, we've been sorting through the comps, looking at them and, and getting ready to load them up to the to the draft guide. And I'm going to tell you who one player is that is literally on everybody's comp list, except for like two guys, is Andy Dalton. So like the definition of this draft class, what better way to put it than just say it's an Andy Dalton class. It's just full of a bunch of like Andy Dalton type quarterbacks where Andy Dalton can be that dude. He can win a playoff game, and Andy Dalton can also get benched uh, in favor of, like, a Nick Foles. So um, I think that's where we stand with this QB class. And then Tyler Batty comes off the off the board at 4'11". Tyler Batty's a guy that I think should be getting a lot more conversation uh, playing style, kind of similar to a Michael Carter type, 5'8", 197, 23 years old, runs a 4'45", 97th percentile college target share, 28, 28, and 54 receptions um, at uh, Missouri, twenty eight and fifty four. Sorry, and that goes on the board at three at four eleven, and now we have Tiger closing it out at the four twelve. Where does Tiger go with the four twelve?
0: I think he ended up uh, out,
1: Right? He? Yes. All right, Tiger. I put it back up for you. If people don't know, Tiger is an eleven year old. Uh, so. You know, they're supposed to be smart with technology, but maybe he just uh, missed missed the pick a couple times here (laughs) during this draft. So, Tiger, you're back on the clock. Who you got here at the 412 to close us out? And then we're going to discuss some breaking news, which is Vaughn Miller, six years, $120 to the Buffalo Bills. OJ Howard to the Buffalo Bills. Joe Schobert cut from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've had some massive news break while we've been on this stream here. Looks like O.J. Howard is getting $3.5 million, up to $5 million on one season for the Buffalo Bills. And in a matter of five minutes, they take Von Miller and O.J. Howard. Uh, incredible. Von Miller says hopefully he can do this. Bill's source says hopefully Von Miller can do for us what he did for the Rams. So they're expecting high expectations. They were obviously in on the Chandler Jones news news. Incredible six years, 120 million. There's got to be a little bit of fugues going on in that deal because that sounds like a uh, pretty massive deal for what a 30, what is he,
0: 33, yeah, 33 now? 34. Like he's he's not like a you know, he's not super Spring chicken, young, but holy smokes!
1: Von Miller, 32.9. He will be 33 years old when the season kicks. And obviously, if people remember his player profile or page, Is a complete athlete. Um. Let's see here. At the 412, it looks like we. Oh, Tiger made a pick. Isaiah Weston at the 412. Oh, no,
0: 411. Something happened here. We went back two picks. So when Bailey Zappi, Tyler Beatty, and then Isaiah Weston, I think, if that's what he's going for.
1: That's what it was, yeah.
0: Dude, that he, Isaiah Weston. Let's talk about him for a second here. So phenomenal value out here in the late rounds, and if you're convinced that some of these receivers need extra time in the NFL before they're good enough to play amongst other other NFL talent like players, because they're not they're young or you know they need some time to adjust, Isaiah Weston could be a guy that could produce like right away. I know he comes from a small school, but he's bigger than. I mean, he's bigger than, than Christian Watson, like, heavier. He's around the same height, a little bit heavier, tested phenomenally well. Um, I mean, but he is going to be, you know, 25. So the one thing, and the one knock against him, right, is obviously his age. But if you're going to say, hey, maybe these guys need a little more time to grow, and he's coming in more mature, you know, better head on the shoulders, maybe he knows how to produce in the game a little bit better. um, Yeah, I get the feeling that he might be a a dark horse sleeper in some of these drafts too. Can you guys read this right here?
1: This is 99th. His college yards per reception is almost his age. 24.2, 24.4. It's kind of hilarious. But, again, this is your discount, Christian Watson, I would say, and everything you just hit on, I think, uh, rings true for Isaiah Weston. I almost said Watson. It's almost like the same guy, right, except for one's cheaper and one's not getting talked about as much. Um, But, again, I think, I think that's a that's a sneaky sneaky good dart to throw late in this draft. Um, and then, like I said, we just finished out round four of this Underworld mock draft, Superflex. I think in a week or two, maybe we'll come back and hit a 1QB and, and see how much it changes and see how far these quarterbacks dra- drop because I feel like we might have quarterbacks dropping uh, to the late third round if something like this happens. So if you want to jump into more mock drafts in the future, like I said, we're doing a couple every week, uh, but they're slow drafts, and then we might be doing these quick drafts uh maybe we'll do some extra streams where they're just mock drafts uh uh, email cody at roto underworld to jump in these drafts and just shoot me your email and uh we'll get you added to the list but that was a great uh great exercise running through that mock draft uh andy any takeaways from
0: that list uh no not not really i mean nothing that we haven't talked about already the one thing I'll, i'll point out to folks and i don't really understand it I don't don't get James Williams going before John Mechie in almost every draft that I've seen so far, right? The surprising part about me, you know, James Williams gets injured after John Mechie, so it's going to take him longer to get back on the field. James Williams had to leave Ohio State because he saw Chris Olave, and then he saw Garrett Wilson, and then he caught his breath, and then he saw Jackson Smith and Jigba right behind him. And he was like, I can't do this. Peace. And left and went to Alabama, where Mechie kind of like put him in somewhat of a body bag and, and still overproduced but overproduced compared to him. But like I don't get even the injury alone, like Mechie's got a couple of weeks or a month and a half on him. Why wouldn't you take Mechie over Jameson Williams? I I, I... I can't agree with you on that because I think from a
1: talent perspective and a speed perspective, I think they're 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 pretty different players. Um, I, I think Mechie will be ready probably before Williams, uh, but I think Williams's mindset is just a little bit different. And there is one thing that uh, Anand d- did say in a podcast once. And I'm not even sure if he caught what he said because uh, it was actually like an argument against some Alabama players. Um, but he said basically was. When players go to Alabama, they get maxed out. They get the absolute max out of themselves. That's why a lot of times when they get to the NFL, maybe they don't have much more of a ceiling to get to because at Alabama, they get the max out of them. And we saw that with a Mechie. We saw that with a Smith. We saw that with a Judy, a Joe. All these guys, Ridley, over the years, that they've had fantastic careers at Alabama and especially a Williams. Now, Williams had decent tape at Ohio State, but then he comes over to Alabama, and they absolutely maximized him. Um, so I, I honestly would lean more towards Williams. Mechie does have some solid comps. We're talking the, De- the Dante Pettis, Russell Gage, Randall Cobb-tier level guys. I had his playing style, similar to a Antonio Brown coming out of college. Um, so I think there's still a lot there for Mechie, and I think he's going to be a fantastic role player. I just don't see him being at the level of Jamison Williams from a a star quality. I don't think he has the superstar quality or the superstar piece in him. But I do think, and I do agree with you, Mechie should be going uh, much sooner. And here I'm pulling up right now on Player Profiler, on the Dynasty Deluxe section, you can go to the mock draft ADP. This is where ADP goes. You can sort it by wide receiver. You can sort it by month. You can go all the way back, last month, last rookie class, current month is right now, so let's look at the receivers. And like you just said, John Mechie, all the way down here, 28th overall, uh, 33rd overall, sorry, right here, 33rd overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wandell's in there. Wandell didn't even get picked in our draft. That's because we have uh, conscious Man, like I just don't get the Wandell thing. People are talking about him going at the end of round one. I'm like, get the f- no, not happening. Um, But like you said, John Mechie all the way down here, wide receiver 14 off the board. I can see your jaw still on the floor. What what what, what, what,
0: what is your thoughts on Wandell Moore? Yeah, I um I like don't under, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't. I literally don't understand. Everyone else below him f- from from Ross through Alec Pierce has an argument that. He made over Wandale. I don't... Wow. Okay.
1: Shakir, Bo Melton. I'd, I'd take both I'd take those I'd guys. i take
0: Bo Melton over him. I mean, i take Villas Jones over him. It... Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Okay. Interesting. We... So he's
1: got maxed out at... Highest pick you want at the board was 208. Lowest was 305. Interesting. Interesting selection there by Wandell Robinson, uh, getting the average selection ahead of these other guys. Uh, let's take a look at running back and see in comparison what happened. Brian Robinson, just like you said, he's going off twenty-one and a half, uh, just behind Jerome Ford, ahead of Rashad White. This Rashad White stuff, I think, is going to correct uh, over the course of the next few weeks as these mocks finish up and get get put in, um, and then Kyron Williams is going to fall as well. Um, we just haven't gotten these a lot of these mocks finished. Um, these are these are coming in now, so they're going to be starting to get updated as the coming weeks. The mock we just finished will be getting plugged into here as well. Um, yeah, so we had a good draft, good good stuff going all around. Do you have any thoughts on this O.J. Howard thing? Uh, actually, no, I don't want to know about O.J. Howard. I want to know your thoughts on the J.D. McKissick situation because McKissick, as we know, verbaled a, a, a deal with the Bills and then pulled out and went back to Washington. So that tells us what... The Bills are looking for is a running back that can receive the ball. Who do you think in this class at the running back position would best fit? Because I was talking to a Bills fan, aka our good friend Nick Coder on the back end, who does a lot of a lot of the work on the back end. Um, he's a Bills fan, and he said James Cook would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, James Cook being older, you know, coming out as a senior would probably be a good fit for them. He'd be decent enough out of the backfield. And then if he ever needed rest, you could just throw Devin Singletary back in there, to, to grind it out if you need to. Um, yeah, wow i i I don't I don't understand if you're JD McKissick, you know, backing out the last minute. I'm that had to have come from the Bills, right? Or did the report say that it came from his his camp? McKissick, McKissick, because McKissick uh, Washington did not
1: offer him a contract, and then Buffalo offered him a contract, and then Washington found out that he was going to Buffalo, so then they offered the exact same deal to his agent, and McKissick said he preferred to stay if they paid him the same money. Um, so my thought process was maybe that Washington didn't offer him a contract because they thought he was going to get closer to that seven, $8 million, uh, and he was going to get try to get some of that receiver money because his receptions have been equal to his rush attempts the last three or four years. So maybe they came he came in way lower than they expected, and they were like, oh, shit, just go grab him. Um, very interesting to me. And then Andrew puts in the chat, I forgot about this, this just came out a couple weeks ago, was ETN was also getting talked to be by the Bills as well. So ETN, J.D. McKissick, they're going to get a receiving back in this class, whether it's uh, James Cook, Tyler Batty, Max Borgie. One of these guys is going to be on the Buffalo Bills, I believe, uh, when the NFL draft rolls around. But... That is all we have tonight. I will plug one more thing. Like I said, the NFL Draft Guide will be coming out on Player Profiler next coming days. We have 80 profiles done for all these rookies. The comparables will be up on the site soon. I'm not going to say a date, but they will be coming soon. We need to get some more uh, athletic work done from these pro days for some of these guys. Um, We have a lot of things coming. Go check out the bios on all the player pages. Um, But, again, NFL Draft Guide, bios, it's rookie season. We're a month away, a month and some change away from the NFL draft. Cannot wait.
0: Andy, you got anything for the good people? Homework assignment. Everybody on the stream, homework assignment. Look up what Kevin Austin did at Notre Dame and why his production is not as high as it should be. Go look it up. Fuck you, Brian Kelly. That's the last thing I'm going to say.
1: Awesome. For Andy, go find him on Twitter at FFDataKing. You can go find me on Twitter at carpentierNFL. For Kevin Austin, for Brees Hall, and for Wandale Robinson, we out. talk through th- talk through the ah. fuck you Brian Kelly that's the last thing I'm gonna say